I think that if you're willing to show that you can put in that hard work up front and then like next month will be six months that we're open and it has not been a walk in the park. You know, my goals aren't where I want them to be and we're bringing in more stuff, which is great. I didn't think I would be a merchandise person, but we're a merchandise store. Now we're actually looking at adding on more merchandise because that's what people want. And I'm like, okay, fine. You want that? I will give you what you want because people are here for it and they appreciate it. And they're, it's getting people in the doors and then going, oh, this does feel like a safe, comfortable place. I'm going to come back for more, whether it's merchandise or henna or something. And then they're going to tell their friends. Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. Today, I want to take you behind the scenes a little bit. I want to share with you a conversation that I had with one of our more recent program graduates, uh, Andel. She is lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, she is the founder of Henna Harvest and um, out in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And she is oh, a phenomenal human being that I just, I really, really, really enjoyed having the pleasure of working with over the past year. Um, and so I want to invite you to tune in to a conversation held between she and I after her graduation from the program so that you can have a little bit of insight also as to what it is to go on the journey of um, <laughs> of starting your henna business, of scaling your henna business. Um, one of the things that I loved so much about working with Handel is that when she came in, she came in ready to do the work. And um, within only a couple of months of being inside of the program, she went ahead and secured a brick and mortar space um, and has continued to grow her business by leaps and bounds since that time. And I am just so excited to be able to share her story with you. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Okay. So, so, okay. So tell me about, let's go back to last year, this time last year. Yep. Um, you were coming into the program. Talk to me about your business before, before you joined. When we had first talked, like I had been doing arts and festivals and shows for shit, 13, 14 years. I think this summer is 14 or 15. I'm not sure. I don't want to think so, about that. Yeah. Like, number I don't want to think about. Um, and had just solely been doing festivals and some private appointments. And as we all know, COVID hit. And yeah. I lost 42 shows. And six conferences that I teach at um, and would go to and like everything was gone, <laughs> which yeah. is terrifying. Like you, you understand. It's terrifying. And so I knew I needed to pivot, had no idea how. And then I don't know if you remember um, the day that I think I had messaged you and you were just like, hey, let's just hop on a Zoom call. And I think within like two minutes of talking, I was like, just take my money. <laughs> Where do I sign? 
where do I sign? Um, just because I had such a good feeling about it. And like, I am a person who just goes solely by my gut and by my feeling and my vibes and energies that people are putting out. And that it just, it felt like the right thing to do. Um, and I don't think I was wrong either, to be honest. I love it. Don't do this to me this early. We just started. I can't, you can't, I'm an OG. I'm an OG. <laughs> we won't do this. Oh my gosh. So like, okay. So, okay. So you're in, in the midst of all this, you're, you know, you have to pivot and you just get this gut feeling, but like, okay, wh- were you, was there any amount of like, um, like fear, hesitation? And eh, I don't know about that. Like, to, like, was there yeah, fear? Keep <laughs> yeah, like, so keep it real. Fear. So much fear. I mean, it's, it's not a small investment. Yeah. And as somebody who had come off from, you know, losing all of that income. And honestly, my, my plan was to be debt free, um, in the next year or two. And that didn't happen. (laughs) And so it was like, how do I, you know, continue to work, find more work, pay for a program and make sure that I get out of it what I need to, in order to make it pay for itself Mm -hmm. and in order to get everything I need to get out of it. Um, and yeah, there was tons of fear. Like what if, what if I'm not good enough? I mean, imposter syndrome, like, am I even good enough to have imposter syndrome? You know, like that. <laughs> That's like meta, meta imposter syndrome. <laughs> and so I have it on oh a magnet. <laughs> um, and so it was just like, yeah, lots and lots of fear. And, and I knew I wasn't happy with my brand. I wasn't happy with my business name because I was going by Art with Dell, which... I've been going by for years, but that's only because when I was teaching, that's what the kids would call the time. I was like, I don't have a business name. They're like, it's Art with Intel. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's my business name. Um, And I hated it for years. And after the phone call that I had with you, I felt so utterly inspired and just like, let's get up and go that I literally, I I knew what kind of... um, feeling I wanted my business to have. I wanted to have warm colors and just like this sense of warmth and comfort overall. And so I was going through swatches and I had, you know, I wish I had my, my bullet journal here and I left it at the business. Um, but I had literal like pictures I printed out and was pasting together and had Pantone colors. And, you know, these, I like these websites, but here's why. And I like these photos, but here's why. And like notes, pages of notes before I had even joined the program. <laughs> I remember, I remember when you, yeah, and this is because I was between our calls and I remember you're like, yeah, I'm in. And like, yeah. you weren't, you weren't even in yet. And you're like sending me picture DMs on Insta yeah. with the pictures. Of, <laughs> like, and this is what I've got. I'm like, hot damn. We're like, <laughs> look at what we build in. Like, uh, yes. Yep. I am such a visual person. And when I get it, it's just like, nope, let me do all of the things right now because I have to see it and it needs to be out of my brain onto a paper. Um, and for me, that was the best way to do it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Well, I think like, uh, I always love to ask that question about like the fear and the hesitation that comes up alongside, because you're right. Like it's not a, it's not a small investment and it's also a long amount of time. Like even just the mm-hmm. time investment is like, okay, what if I get in there and I hate it? And then I'm stuck here yeah. for 12, you know, for 12 months. Right. Like that, right. that's a real thing. So, yeah. um, you know, I was, I was like to, inquire. For me, honestly, because I am such a visual person and because I like to go, 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 go. The hardest part for me at the beginning was having to be patient. (laughs) 
Like truly, I'm pretty sure I even came on and I was like, is there anything I can do now? I'm, yeah. I'm done. Um, what can I do next? And people are like, no, trust the process. I'm like, I don't want to trust the process. I want to work through the process. Let me work. Oh my gosh. So that was probably the most frustrating part. But looking back, like it makes sense. Like if I wasn't already in business for so long and had so many of those things done, like I've already got a tax number. Um, you know, I've, I've already got all these things established. If I didn't, yeah, of course I'd need that time. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you're learning it all from the beginning because back office shit and taxes and all of that other crap, like we are creative brains. That shit doesn't always compute. I know Correct. I'm out there when I'm like, I like numbers. Not all numbers. I like doing like shit like cost analysis and stuff like that. That's not this something. This is why we vibe. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have it all in my journal. It's great. Um, but like if, 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 if that wasn't something I already had, absolutely, that would have been helpful. Because I already had it, I was just like, what can I do next? Please. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know what? It's so funny because everybody, everyone, and actually it doesn't even matter, like whether someone is totally established or like totally brand new, they all, all y'all do the same thing. So can I do more now? And I'm like, yeah. sit down, yeah. sit down. But you know what is funny? Like it's honestly, it, it, it's, it's a part of the process intentionally. Like I want you to also get in the habit. Like I want you to get in the habit of doing and I want you to get in the habit of being. Yeah. Right. And so often like, uh, and we talk about this so much in coaching, like you have to do, you have to produce, you have to, I'm like, no, no, no. You're going to have to learn some patience. Let's establish some patience right here, right now. And inside of that patience, what are you going to do with that time? Right? Like, what are you going to do? So I'm, I have my, there's a method to my madness, but, uh, well, and the other, it's so funny to hear from you. Yeah. Well, and the other way I like to think about it is like, just like over Christmas, how you're like, no, you take some time for yourself. And I literally sat on the couch and sat on my hands. I was like, I should go. Nope. Don't go work. I should go, <laughs> nope. You're going to sit here and read or watch TV or do something. Don't go work. And so it's, it's also the same kind of thing. Like instead of just rearing forward kind of mentality and just work, 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 like you have to find space to work it through, think about it, go back just in case you don't like it. Um, it gives you time to, especially later on, like confer with other people and just confer with yourself because like oftentimes we second guess ourselves, or, you know, we, we have doubts or we're just like, yeah, I love it. And then you go back and you're like, wait, fuck, do I? Girl, yes. And, and it gives you time to settle into what you're doing which I think is important. And I'll be the first one to admit, I don't often do. (laughs) Oftentimes I'm just like, yep, let's just keep going. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm overwhelmed, overworked, and then I'm starting to spiral. So it gives you time to not spiral, which is a good thing. I think like, uh, cause I, what you're describing is so common. And like, even that's true for me. I'm a, cause I'm a doer, right? Like Mm -hmm. I love action. And so it feels very counterintuitive for me to step back and pause. And at the same time, like you said, like you have to have that space, you have to make space for it because if you don't, I feel like they're one, you don't acknowledge the progress that you've made, which is a huge issue in and of itself. But then aside from that, like there's this piece around self-trust that like, if you don't really feel grounded in your decisions, then later on you come back and you start to like second guess them and question them and whatnot. 
And then that creates this weird, vicious cycle. And next thing you know, like you're really out of stepping out of the CEO shoes, right? Like that's what it is. You step out of that role. And so I love like creating by force (laughs) a container where where you must sit with the thing, right? You must sit with the decision. You must sit with the the, the thing that you're building, uh, even if it's just little pieces at a time, but you have to sit with it and you have to consider it. Yeah. And then move forward after that. So, oh gosh, that's so like, I love hearing the your your experience through that. It's interesting to me always to hear like how different people perceive that process. Yeah. And it always lands, but everybody hates it. <laughs> I think it's everybody. We just made this big decision, and we've mm-hmm. just made this big commitment. And now it's like, okay, I want to, like, I want to be a part of it immediately. And the first step is take a step back. And you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me, how did I stand up for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to wait how many days before I can do something? <laughs> Chelsea, this is not part of the program. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that on the other registration page. I didn't see that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what's funny? I actually there was one there was one person who came through. She's graduated since but she when she first came through, she was like she's like, nowhere did it say anything about it. And I was like, actually, if you go on the page down in the QA, it's actually there. I said it there. You didn't read it, but it's there. She was like, exactly. oh, you got me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. not done. Oh, oh gosh. Anyway, so okay, so, so enough, enough, enough. So Tell me about, uh, like, okay, so when you come in, obviously there's like all these different pieces that go alongside of the program, but the accelerator is where like a lot of the magic happens. Yeah. Um, and so I know I love this. So the first part, cause the accelerator is like broken down for me, I've broken it down into three different sections. The first three are all about the business foundations. The second three modules are all about like the external the outward facing. And then the last three are all about, we go back in and we recenter on the internal, the operations, the whatnot. So so as it relates to like that first, those first three, the early parts of the, of the program, I'm interested to know how it was for you to, because like in that space, we start to lean into like your unique value prop, and all of that, like, or how you're going to connect with your idol client and things like this. Could you tell me what it was like for you to, to define your, your UVP, your value proposition in those yeah. early stages? I think it was hard to get it out in more than just bullet points. Um, because obviously like having have done this so for so long, I, I understand what people say about me. Um, and I can kind of draw on that, but it's also really hard to go, this is what I want from my brand, but am I actually encompassing it? Mm. Um, and so that's difficult. And, and I've learned to really listen to what other people say. Like I, I remember a couple of years ago, I had gone to a conference and somebody had said, you know, you won't know your own style. Other people will tell you what your style is. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of applied that to my brand as well. Like people aren't going to you might necessarily not have the same idea of what your brand is, as what your clients do and listen to what your clients say. And so I really had to go back and talk with people and remember what did people said? How did people feel when they were in my booth, even if they were in line for an hour and a half, because they're crazy, (laughs) but they're crazy. Um, And just really drawn, like, are those the same values that I want to bring into a brick and mortar? Are those the same values I want to bring into private appointments? And is it okay for those to be completely different at a festival as what they are in a brick and mortar? And I think that it Mm -hmm. is. 
And so just drawing that line between those two and also, and it's really not a line. It's more like the Venn diagrams. <laughs> like this is a festival. This is a brick and mortar. Here's where they meet. Um, mm-hmm. And figuring out what's okay. And then taking from that and saying, what's the most important. And for me, I know in the, in the modules, it was like, what's your top three. And it ended up being really simple for me to the point where I was like, I don't have three. I've got two. My yeah. kid. And just providing that financial stability and the just the utter sheer happiness and wonderfulness that it is um, connecting with people on a creative level. Because yeah. that's the most important thing for me is connecting through creativity. Whether it's because you're going through something really traumatic and we're going to talk through that. Or because you just need some self-care. Or because you're having fun with your girlfriends. It doesn't matter. You're still You're still connecting. It's on what level and how deep are you connecting? And so going through the modules made me really take a look at what's important to me and how can I accomplish that and where my personal lines are. Because it's if I'm saying, nope, this is what I value, then I can look at it, everything else and go, okay, well, can I, can I number those? Can I look at them and say, if this is the most important thing, what's the least important thing? And mm-hmm. is this okay? Or do I need to draw a line here for myself and my business that says, no, please stop. <laughs> like, you're not allowed here. And, yeah. and so that was really helpful. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I love that so much. How about like, how about for you, like, as it relates to your idol client, because all of this kind of comes together. Obviously, yeah. in the in the festival space, you have one type of person that you're attracting, but then you came into the program and opened up your boutique. And so it's like... Yeah. What was that like for you in like redefining that ideal client? And how confident do you feel now connecting with that person um, in this new space and in this new capacity? Yeah, Um, I kind of zeroed in on my ideal client by actually looking at those festival clients and people I had met and done henna on at like conferences and whatnot, because Mm -hmm. You know, one out of every 100, 150 people, I might have a really good, honest conversation with, even if it's only a couple minutes at a festival chair. Um, And those are the ones, honestly, that keep me coming back or the ones at conferences or smaller events that, you know, you just get so involved and it's just, you know, your designs just pour from your henicone. It's not even something that's like, oh, you know, this is going to take me two hours because it's intricate. And no, it's like, bleh. it's like there. Yeah. It's just burst. And it's just burst. It just, it flows from you. And, and that's what I had taken from. Um, and then said, I want those people in my boutique. How do mm-hmm. I get them there? Obviously, it's not going to be every single person. And I couldn't handle every single person being that way because I would be emotionally exhausted and drained all the time. Yeah. However, if I can have more of those people than what I have at festivals, that's what I want. And so it's looking at, you know, what is it that they want? What is it between the two of us that we could probably have in common? And it's, you know, what are our shared values? What are our shared interests and our likes? And and even looking at the ideal client, like even now, I thought, oh, you know, they're going to be my age. They're not. <laughs> they're they're older. I thought for sure, you know, I would have people in their 20s and 30s. And my average client right now is in their 40s, which same. I, yeah. But, Isn't it wild? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not to say that I don't have 
teenagers. I don't have 20 year olds, but the people who come and they understand the value, um, both physically and emotionally are typically in their forties or fifties. And monetarily. (laughs) They've got more money. (laughs) Also that also monetarily, like, (laughs) let's be real. Let's be honest. More disposable income. Correct. Correct. And, and, but they value the art and they can see the vision and they value like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm patronizing this business that's, uh, you know, it's someone who's in my community. She's building something for herself and her child. Mm -hmm. Like it's a different experience. So you really are valued and a way, a much more elevated level when you connect with people like this. And it's like, you don't have to beg and plead. Like, yeah. They're generous because they're enrolled in the vision that you have with your business. And, yeah. and that's fucking magical. Like <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, I've, I've had three appointments for the next two days book just this morning. And I'm like, what is it about this new year that people are like, oh yes, we must have Hannah. I'm like, and I don't care what it is. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for understanding for and, and for investing in something that is so new to my area because I'm the only one in the city and really the only dedicated henna place in the state, which like it's South Dakota. That's not hard, but still it's yo and 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 knowing that like I set the bar, good God, that's a terrifying self-imposed fear bar mm-hmm. thing. Um, but it's there. It's also awesome. Like talk about being a trailblazer. Talk about being a leader. I mean, that is an incredibly empowering place for you to be in. Even just as we think about like the legacies that we're building in our, I guess there's so many, there's so many different aspects to this, right? When you think about legacy and you already know, like I'm so legacy driven. We're thinking about the legacy that we're, we're building for our families and our communities and the artists that are coming behind us and all of that, right? Like mm-hmm. you're in this very unique and beautiful empowered place to set the bar and to say, hey, y'all, like, this is what we do. Okay. Yeah. So don't sell yourself short. And to, like, really, you to be able to like, pass on some of that energy and and pave the way to make it easier for those who are entering in the industry, even as competition, right? Yeah. But for but to make it easier for them into that with a high tide, all sail, you know, all ships rise. Yeah. So I love that. Like, I love it. And also, can we like not, because we have to totally acknowledge this. We can't like, just like, gently drop so also i'm the only person in the state so like okay because now i'm the people are gonna want to hear this tell us about what happened (laughs) tell us about how that happened because that was that was like i wasn't i wasn't sure that you were gonna go for it and i was like i remember sitting at dinner one night and i was like i think she's gonna do it i think she's gonna do it like i feel like she's gonna do it Uh, because i first she's i don't know i think she's gonna do it and it was like within maybe 24 hours, you're like, so I did the thing. So, okay. So tell us, yes. So tell the people yeah. so they can hear. So, I mean, obviously January I signed up and I don't even think it was February, March. And I was like, here's my new business name. Here's my thing. And, and I was super excited because I remember sharing the video and I was like, look at the logo I did. Is it pretty? Yeah. Like I was yeah. really excited. And then had been hounding people. I was, and I guess it could just kind of started by me just literally saying at, my job at the time, like, I want to have a boutique. And I want to be downtown. And I'm going to do it within the next year. And so my mentality at the time was if you speak it out, it will come back to you. It may take time. 
but it will come back to you. And so I just kept telling everybody whenever they asked, like, oh, you know, I'd like to get henna or I'd like to do this. I'm like, well, you know what? I'd like to have a boutique downtown, hopefully by the spring, hopefully by the fall. And started looking and found a couple other places. And I was like, oh, you know, this is a great rent. It's a good size. It's not where I want to be. And then somebody else would rent it. I'd be like, okay, clearly not where I should be. Um, And then I pinpointed, I was like, I want to be on Phillips Avenue. It's the heart of our city. It's our downtown. It's on the way to the falls. Like everybody, if you're in the surrounding area, like you know where that is. And I'm assuming even you do. And you were, what, four, six hours away. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so it's such a good place to be. And it's such a it's such a great walking place to be. We've got new concert stadiums. Like I knew I wanted to be in these specific areas. And then I got really specific and I was like, I want to be in this building. I want to be in the Jones building. It's across from the Levitt center where they hold free concerts twice a week, all through the summer. It's an incubator building. There's amazing other businesses there. This is where I want to be. And I had heard through the grapevine, maybe there was going to be a place opening up. And so it was like seven o'clock and I was like, you know what? I'm going to call the real, the real estate agent. I'll just leave a voicemail. She's not going to answer her phone. And then she answered her phone. (laughs) And my brain immediately went, well, shit, I guess I'm doing this. And now I actually have to talk to a person. Fuck. (laughs) So I talked to the person and she got me in touch with um, the landlord. Her name is Sheila. And I hounded Sheila for like three months. No joke. Because she at first was like, oh, well, it's tattoos. And, you know, I can't break my lease. And I'm like, it's not tattoos. It's henna body art. Body art. Natural, safe, temporary, organic. Um, And she just, she was like, okay, well, you can come look at the space. And I never got to look at the space. She called me back and she's like, you know, we're going to rent it out to somebody else. There was a kitchen there. We're going to do that already. I'm like, fine. Damn it, Sheila. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be in this building, but fine. So May rolls around and my kid and I go and we visit our friend Julie in Chicago. And two days before we go home, she calls back and she, I answer it and Sheila goes, so our other baker flaked. Are you still interested in the space? And I went, yes, I will be there on Monday. She goes, well, I have somebody else interested. I said, I will be there on Monday. <laughs> okay. So I drug my mother and my child with to come see this space and it's exactly what I wanted. And of course, because I'm visiting another henna artist, I'm decked out in henna. I have pictures that I took of Julie's henna. And so she can see it in person and she got excited, which got Mm -hmm. me excited. And we were looking at the space and envisioning things. And it's a great space. It's in the Jones building where I wanted to be. It is right in front of the handicap accessible entrance, which kind of sucks in the wintertime because people keep coming in and out. And it creates a tunnel and it's fucking cold. But I'm also in a great location. I'm with great restaurants and other retail spaces. And so we sat down. We said, okay, let's talk numbers. Let's, you know, do I need to send you a letter of intent? Do I need to do this? And she looked at me and she just kind of went, you know what? I've been doing this a long time. My husband and I have brought lots of businesses to Sioux Falls, especially downtown. We're excited to bring new stuff. She goes, I don't want a letter of intent. I don't need anything. I'm going to write up the lease. She goes, I want you here. And at that point, of course, I'm just like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Don't cry. We all, geez, why not do this? Oh. <laughs> and granted, the next day when I signed the lease, I walked out. And I immediately burst into tears. And I'm like, what have I done? 
<laughs> because it's a roller coaster. Sometimes you're like, what have I done? And then other times you're like, oh my God, <laughs> what have I done? Correct. And it's a terrifying thing. But like, I firmly believe like one, I spoke it out loud and I believed in what I could do. And I did the work to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think without the, without the modules or without the program, I would still be just like, oh, okay, let's sign up for summer shows. And I'd still be working my other job. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm my own boss. Now, do I work more hours a week than what I probably should? Probably. Do I get to take naps when I want? Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> I thrive on naps. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I'm doing something I love and I'm bringing information to the community and I'm getting to introduce my passion to more people. And I'm finding people who are passionate about the same thing that I'm passionate about. And it's all because of the gateway that is, you know, my brick and mortar. Yeah. Which is yes. It is amazing. It is amazing. I, that was a roller coaster. I, I mean, I, and I, I, I mentioned this to you, like for, for me, that wasn't a roller coaster for me, like watching you. Yeah. Cause you're like, I think that I want to do this. And then like the first, you know, the first, the place fell out, fell through. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know, but hopefully she doesn't get discouraged. I don't know. We'll see what you, and then the guy freaking telling you that, oh, oh it's, oh, it's not going to work. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, SBA, thank you for being empowering to this yeah. lovely business owner. Like, yeah, those numbers aren't going to work. You'll never make it. And then yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, let's break some numbers down then. Like, let's talk about this for real, you know? And, and, and then this place comes back up and it was like, everything just aligned. And I was so freaking proud and excited and like, but for me too, I was over here like buckled in. I'm like, are we doing this? Yeah. We're doing this. Yes, we're doing this. And and it was beautiful. But it was beautiful watching like the transformation in you from, I think that this is what I want to do. I think like I'm going to check it out. And it was like cautiously optimistic to, <laughs> yes, like, yes, this is yeah. what I'm doing because this is what I want. Yeah. And that like from my vantage point, watching that, the most beautiful thing. The most beautiful thing. I love, I love every second of it. Even if it had me up at night sometimes. <laughs> you and me both, friends. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh where are we doing? Where are you going? We're going for yep. it. So like beautiful and amazing piece to all of this is like, it only was up since then. And I think it is just such a, a clear like uh, indication and testament to when you, oh, what's happening here? Oh, my camera like know. flipped over in the angles. middle. I really did. Look at me. Hi. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I put my computer on the charger. Next thing I know, I'm over here. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, so, but no, it's like this testament to, um, you know, when you, when you, <laughs> sometimes you have to do the thing first. You have to say, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And then you do it. And then everything else comes your way. And it allows the space for you to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than kind of like waiting. I think that so often we wait for the space and the space doesn't come because we're unwilling to, we're unwilling to fill it. Yeah. So, well, and, and it's also like, obviously doing that hard work. Um, and if, if you want to believe in, you know, like if you, that the universe gives you things, which I do. Right. I think that if you're willing to show that you can put in that hard work up front and then like next month will be six months that we're open and it has not been a walk in the park. You know, my goals aren't where I want them to be, 
and we're bringing in more stuff, which is great. I didn't think I would be a merchandise person, um, but we're a merchandise store now. We're actually looking at adding on more merchandise because that's what people want. And I'm like, okay, fine. You want that? I will give you what you want because people are here for it and they appreciate it. And they're, it's getting people in the doors and then going, oh, this does feel like a safe, comfortable place. I'm going to come back for more, whether it's mm-hmm. merchandise or henna or something. And then they're going to tell their friends. But I'm finding now that, okay, I've put in a lot of work up front and now I've put in the last six months of work. And now all of a sudden I'm starting to get more and more and more appointments. And, and I'm sure it would be different from other people in bigger cities that people are aware of what henna is. I'm, I know, and I'm aware that I've got a tall mountain to climb (laughs) and, and I'm okay with doing that. I'm okay with educating. I'm okay with having to put in the work. Sometimes does it keep me up at night? Sometimes does it make me want to cry? Absolutely. Like how can it not? Our businesses are our babies and we want them to do well, just like we want our actual physical children to do well. Um, especially more so when, you know, they pay our bills. Absolutely. We want them to do well. And so putting in that work, I think just shows the universe and shows everybody else. And more importantly, shows yourself, you can do it. And You can get through all of the shit, all the weeds, you know, everything. And you can show yourself that you're capable of doing this because I think we are so much stronger than what we realize. And I mean, shit, all of us as henna artists got through COVID with no shows. And how many of us pivoted? How many of us, you know, either gave up on those dreams or found new dreams or are making our dreams bigger? I mean, we can do so much more than what we think we can. We just got to put in the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop for that one. Jeez. (laughs) You know you're called to do henna. This is what you're supposed to be doing. You know you want to connect with people through this creative outlet, to learn their stories, and to use your skills to help them feel like their best selves with your adornment on their bodies. You know you want to bless the world with your art, and you know you want to get paid well to do it too. So friend, why are you sitting on the sidelines settling for less when you know you're meant for more? If this is your calling, which let's be real, if you're here listening to me, it is, (laughs) then it's time for you to put your calling into action. And there are two ways that you can do that. You can either do it on your own and cross your fingers super tight that you'll figure out how to do it flawlessly, or you can sign up for the business bootcamp and have the support and guidance that you need to do it well from day one from someone who's already been there, done that, and built the business to prove it. If you're ready to call it quits on doing the side hustle shuffle and want to finally build the henna business that you can be proud of with your art, then head over to hennapreneur.com bbc. That's hennapreneur.com bbc. And get registered for the next business bootcamp today. Seats are limited and the next cohort kicks off soon. Visit hennapreneur.com bbc and save your seat. The business that you've been dreaming of is only nine weeks away. Let's get started today. You have to put in the work. You have to show up. You don't get the instant result, the instant gratification, because we're all looking for that, right? It would be a beautiful yeah. world, a beautiful experience for it to be that way, but that's not how it works. Yeah, right? You have to kind of show up and do it even when it looks like, or it feels like no one is looking or it feels like no one is paying attention. And, and then when they do, they do and they fall in love. And when they fall in love, it's like everything is in flow. So like, I think actually that, that brings me to my next question very 
very cleanly. It's like, even for you, cause you then had to like redevelop this brand and you did, you redeveloped this brand you put out these new brand values. Um, we have, you know, social media marketing as a part of the program. And we're talking about how you can get out in front of the, the, the world, how yeah. to stack up with your competitors, how to do, and like all of these things for you, like, what was your biggest takeaway regarding that? Like the marketing and the visibility and like, how has that changed for you and how, in what ways have you seen expansion in your business through implementing the things that you've learned? Yeah. Um, for one, just like disclaimer, I suck at social media. Like <laughs> I, do. I suck at it. And, and I'm okay with knowing that I do because I also know that I'm really good at other shit. Like, yeah, I think my website looks great. I think my welcome packet, which I'm not even going to call it a welcome packet. It's more like a freaking catalog. I've been redoing that. I think it's fabulous. Like I should probably share it in the group. Um, my social media, however, is lacking. But I have found that 10% is better than 0%. 20% is better than 0%. And so, yeah, maybe I'm not posting you know, something glorious every single day. And for a long time, I felt like if I didn't have something worthy to say, I shouldn't post. And quite frankly, I'm still learning. I'm still getting over it. But there are some times where I'm just like, hey, bitches, it's Wednesday. Here's a post. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> this is what I got. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I got. Do I have a profound statement? No. Look at this pretty head now. Like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes that's all we need to do because that's at least keeping consistent and yeah, maybe if you're only giving 10% in that post because you don't know what else to say or give, at least you're posting. Mm -hmm. And on the bright side, you can always archive it if you're really unhappy with it. Also that. Life <laughs> hack. People forget about it. <laughs> Life hack. Look, we'll just put it out there. And when we need to, we reel it back in. It's fine. It it's fine. <laughs> yep. Oh, I don't like this. That's okay. Nobody has to know anymore. Oh my um, gosh. And I'm I'm obviously struggling just like a lot of other people are with algorithms, with multi-social medias and which one do we use and, you know, can we reuse things and let social media sucks. But unfortunately, it's part of our jobs. We have to do it. Um, reels, I'm finding, I mean, just like I'm sure a lot of people are exploding on my page. It's it's laughable, the difference between a post and a reel by like thousands. Yeah. <laughs> Laughable. Um, and for me, honestly, I've invested in Pinterest, which I've been invested in since it was in beta mode, which dates me. <laughs> but I actually get a lot of website driven traffic from um, Pinterest. And for me, that tells me like, okay, that means I need to get stuff from my shop up on Pinterest and up on my website because those people aren't typically near me. And so now I'm having to kind of pivot that way and go, okay, how do I service these people who are clicking on my website, but they're not anywhere near me, so I can't service them. So what can I do that I can turn that click into a monetary value? And I'm still working on that, but I'm aware of it. So I my brain just like exploded. <laughs> I'm going to, okay, I've got to know for myself now because this, yeah. this is going into our things that we're doing. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, absolutely. You, we, 
that's the thing, right? Like we're not just out here freaking willy nilly, just posting shit for the sake of posting it. It's like, okay, you're posting this and you're out there because every click is that's a potential lead and it's a potential Mm -hmm. qualified lead if you're in the right place. So it's like, yo, it literally is a numbers game. So if you've got the numbers coming through the site or coming through to your social platforms, whatever, then it's on you to convert that into a sale. Like that's where we must do our jobs, you know? And so girl, I didn't even realize that you were doing that. I have been on Pinterest, like I said, for, for years. I mean, it's been 10 or 11 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to say my Pinterest views the last time I looked and have been in like the 327,000 somewhere right in there for, for monthly views on my Pinterest. And so like, how do I capitalize? (laughs) Um, and, and just go from there. And and obviously not all of it is for my henna stuff because I don't Mm -hmm. just do henna. Um, I mean, I pin for myself. I fucking love Pinterest. It's my Google. Um, and so, and for a lot of people my age, it is their Google. Like, yeah. I'm going to go to Pinterest. Oh, let's look up this recipe. Oh, let's do the this. recipe. Well, yeah. The decor, the yeah. outfits. Yes. Everything. It's lifestyle. It is yeah. a lifestyle Google for real. Yeah. And, and when people want ideas for henna, it's the first place they're going to go. I want to say probably even more over Instagram. I think and, so too. Yeah. And so having not only other people's stuff on your page, but then your own, and especially if it clicks back to your website or your Instagram can get you more follows, can get you more sales. Um, I know one of my highest clicked things right now is actually a video of me drawing. And I need to have that as a print because if that many people, you know, I think it just hit 200,000 saves last week. Um, And so if that many people have saved it, even if 2% want to print, that's a sale. Absolutely. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me with that many? Click Yo, I'm like, mm-hmm. I would be, oh my gosh. I'm like the retargeting that would happen. I'm, I'm like, the retargeting yeah. that needs to be happening right now. Like, yes, yes. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I love this out. Uh, I think it's so interesting, right? Because I think oftentimes when people are considering the program or when they're not even the program, when they're considering doing this work, period. Yeah. There's like this thought that you must do it in one way, right? Oh God. You must be a festival artist or you must be a bridal artist. Honestly, those are the two things, right? You must be one of those two or else you're going to be broke. (laughs) And then it's like, yo, there are so many different ways that you can monetize this art. And not Mm -hmm. only the art, and the skill, but also like the value that you're bringing to the community and to the world. And yeah. like, just what you're, like what you're, sh- what you're, what you're sharing here, I was not saying, sharing, mixing it, whatever, just like what you're sharing. It's like, no, you have all of these other value ads that you provide. It's really not just the one service and you can monetize literally all of them mm-hmm. if done properly. And so it's like, okay when you're building your business and you're, and you're thinking of like from an operations perspective, okay, what, what is it going to take for me to make this profitable, to make this sustainable, to make this feel good. Right. Yeah. It's like, the sky is literally the limit, but you just have to put the, the pieces in order. How do you, yeah, well, Oh, go ahead. Well, and sometimes it's just, it's not even an idea that you are actively thinking about. Sometimes it's just something that spews out of your mouth as you're talking to somebody and you're just like, Oh, wait a second. 
I just have thought. Yeah. 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 And so it, and it's, it's not even necessarily just, um, doing henna itself. I mean, I draw on journals and people have been buying the journals and I've had people who've come up and said, Oh, I don't want to ruin the journal with my shitty handwriting or, you know, other things. Uh, yeah. go, do you have a print? And I don't, I will in the next couple of weeks, but I didn't until it took enough people going, do you have a print? Do you have a print? Do you have a print? I'm like, I okay, can. I can, <laughs> I will you can do that. <laughs> and, and how does that go? I mean, you can use those on Instagram and you can use them on Pinterest and you can record yourself drawing them and you have them on TikTok or reels. And it's a lot of fucking work. Like I'm not even going to lie. Social media sucks. I can only say it so much. <laughs> but if you're doing what you love, it will come back to you. Truly. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about like your business model now? Because that's, I mean, obviously you went through quite the shift building mm-hmm. what you have now. And now, you're like you said, you're like six months deep, finding your feet. It's starting to level out. You're seeing the opportunities. You're seeing the spaces where, okay, I could do this a little different or I could try this. I can implement that. How do you feel about even in its newness, right? How confident are you as it relates to like your knowledge and your understanding of, of your business's operations and the direction that you're headed? today. I mean, I think one thing that you have to acknowledge is that when you're done setting up something, it's not concrete. It's never concrete. It's going to constantly be changing and evolving. Um, and you have to be okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, you have to figure out why and what can you do to either work around it or make it work for you. And so like with the business itself, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't think we were going to sell merchandise. I was like, we're going to have like four feet. And now we've got like 20 feet. (laughs) And I didn't think that was something we were going to do. And now we're expanding and we've expanded, I think three times in the last six months. So it is constantly changing. I mean, even just our furniture arrangement is constantly changing because we're bringing in new people. We're bringing in new things because I get bored. Because that's what we. Because you're the boss and you get to do that. Exactly. <laughs> if I want to change my furniture, damn it, I can change my furniture. About. I'm <laughs> I mean, I had all of these grand ideas, like, I want a photo corner. Guess what? People didn't give a shit about the photo corner. Yeah, it was beautiful. Nobody cared. Yeah. So fine. We'll use it in other ways. Um, and, okay, my welcome packet. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. So I'm changing it. My website, sure, it's done. I think it looks great. But can it constantly evolve? Absolutely. Especially as you get feedback from people who are like, because I've got, I've got two people and nobody in between. It's really easy to book. It's super intuitive. It's awesome. And I don't know how this works. Or I don't have PayPal. Like, you don't need PayPal. <laughs> I gave you four options. Pick where did PayPal come from? Like, where did... <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
it's like for booking. So some people are, you know, will say, wow, this is really easy and intuitive. And I just clicked and I, I was like, oh, individual group. I want an individual. How much time do I want? This awesome book. Okay. Yeah. And then I've got some people who are like, I don't know. What do I do? I need to think about like, how do I cater to those people who, who want to come in and spend money, but they're like, I don't know how to run the website. You're better than me. I haven't figured that out yet. I'm like, I'm such a stickler with this sort of like, I'm like, I, <laughs> and I pointed out sometimes one of the headlines on Cardamom Clothes website is that I provide luxury henna services for empowered women. Mm-hmm. And so I will use that language. You must empower yourself. <laughs> to figure out how to book the appointment. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a little bit petty, but like, and then I'm like, really? You can't figure out the three clicks that it takes to select the time and pay me? I'm going to need you to empower yourself. <laughs> like, just, this doesn't feel like an empowering experience. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> but that's me. That's yeah. horrible advice. Don't listen to what I just said, but I'm just letting <laughs> you, you know, like, real- after you've done this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like in, in real life, that's me. I'm like, yo, this doesn't feel like an empowering exchange. Like I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, y'all just ignore all that. Um, but, but yeah, like, uh, it, it's, it's, um, you're right. Like there's, there's fluidity in yeah. business and, and ex in, in expansion, like, I th- and actually, I would love to even like kind of poke you on this. The because this this journey pushes you, <laughs> it pushes you in so many ways, right? We think that we come in, we think that we come in to grow our business, and then what we find is normally within about seven to fourteen days, you get on a call and I have you in tears, and um, <laughs> and I <laughs> and I don't mean to, but like there's so much inner work that has to be done, right? There's so much that fluidity is not just, it's not just for the business. It's even for us, the evolution is even for us. What for you, if you don't mind sharing, like has been the most impactful and terms like personal takeaway over this time that we've worked together. And if we're going to talk about like the, the personal emotional outtake, to be completely frank, like I have massive imposter syndrome massively. It doesn't matter how many times I hear, you know, your work is amazing or how many likes or how many shares I get. Does that help? Sure. But it doesn't help the little voice in the back of my head from somebody who for years I heard you're not good enough. You're not worth shit. Like your art is terrible. It's hard to overcome. And so there's been a couple of key things that have been said that I've taken away that I've, because oftentimes I'll take notes um, when we're doing stuff. And I, oh, I'm trying to remember what the quote is that I read yesterday. And I was like, oh, that's from Chelsea. I think it is something along the lines to do of feeling like feeling worthy, but not including that to your worthiness or feeling confident in yourself is not part of your worth. I'm going to find it. I'm going to text it to you (laughs) because it was really impactful. Um, and there are certain things that I don't always necessarily resonate with, like the, like the inner child. Um, for me, it needs to be like my, my inner twenties <laughs> because that's where I struggled. And mm. that was the relationship with my ex-husband that tore me down so much. 
and and we address things like that. And just because you're talking about one certain thing doesn't mean you can't apply it to another, um, another time frame, another, you know, instance. And so it's not just your business you're working on, it's yourself because you know, we are the forefront of our business. And if we're not in a good place, our business isn't going to be in a good place. And if we're not in a good headspace, that's going to relate to everything else in life. I mean, it's, it's a ripple and mm-hmm. one drop in and it's everything else out. And it starts with us. And yeah. a lot of us forget that is that, you know, we need to rest. We need to acknowledge that we're not perfect. We are imperfect and that's okay. And, yeah, I have all these doubts and, you know, these things that eat me up from inside, but that doesn't mean that that's who the core of me is. It's not what I am made up of. And so just those little reminders of going, hey, you know what, you you are worth it. And you are enough. And some days you may not feel like it. But it's okay. Because Take some rest. Take some time from review. You are a crabby houseplant. Did you get water? Did you get food? Did you get sunlight? <laughs> like, take some time for yourself. And and a lot of those calls specifically were about that. We're about where are we financially? Because that's a big burden for us. Mm-hmm. You know, where are we in our mindset? Where are we in our headspace? And if we're not doing great, What can we as a small community come together and provide? And even if all that is, is just a hand on our shoulder saying, we're here for you. Like, what can we help with? And so that community that's provided is immeasurable. I mean, I've got several of the ladies who we talk outside of the group and um, are not afraid to call me on bullshit, which is great. Love (laughs) this. Love this. Cosign. Right. (laughs) And who... I don't think those relationships will disappear even once I'm out of the program. It's still going to be something that I can come back and go, Hey, look at this for me. (laughs) Does it look okay? You know, what do you think? Does it visually look nice? Or, and I've got one friend in the program who will call me and she'll be like, Hey, you're not charging enough. Hey, you need to take this for yourself and acknowledge you did a good job. And I'm like, okay. She's like, uh, rework it to a positive. <laughs> oh, okay. If I, if I, yeah, if I must, if I mm-hmm. must. Oh my gosh. I love, I love hearing that. Cause like the support, that's the thing, right? Like I want, oh my gosh. When I, when, when, when creating the space, right. When creating the space, I was like, what, what did I need? What did I need that I didn't find? What support did I need that I didn't find? What community did I need that I didn't find? And how can I create a container that will allow for that? And that's like, but it's like unbridled, right? Yeah. So you can come in and there's like, it's, it's, there's not judgment and there's not like concern. It's like, okay. Cause everybody knows. Yeah. Even in the, even in look for, for as great as like the larger entrepreneur community is people are still in there with their masks on. Let's be real. Right. Yeah. Like we have to still have kind of show. I don't know. I'm, I've got it. I'm actually good. And it's like, yeah. but fam, but are you really, you know, but so like you? to have, yeah. So it's like to have mm-hmm. this space where you can, you can come in and be real. You know what? Actually this week sucked. I had two appointments and I don't know what's going on. Right. Like, or I'm, I'm having a really shitty day. Like <laughs> my yeah. kid did this thing and I'm feeling like a horrible mother and 
now what? Right. Like the conversations that are there and that just the, the, the support and the, the, um, camaraderie that's in the yeah. space. I well, love it. I mean, so I much. didn't, I didn't even meet another henna artist until five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I did my entire first two thirds of my journey without ever knowing another henna artist. That's and like me. I, and I walked into my first conference and was just like, Oh, these are my people. And in being in this group, you are going in knowing that you're, you know, everybody's everybody kind of kind of people. But mm-hmm. there's such opacity is not the right word. <laughs> Transparency? Yeah, that the one. Other one? <laughs> the other one? The other one. Like, the other one. Opaque. No, that's the that's other one I want to go. <laughs> there's such transparency. And about everything, about prices, yeah. about designs, about imposter syndrome, <laughs> of, I mean, about so many things. And for me, like, even just knowing what other people charge, and granted, that's when the little voice in your head is like, but you can't charge that. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough. I'm like, mm-hmm. learning to tell it to shut up. Um, but just hearing that from other people and then seeing their work and seeing your work and going okay, what can I niche down in and what can I be known for? And what can I really be recognized for by my clients is this is me and my style and what will get them to come back. And having other people tell you, oh my gosh, I love this part of your style or I like this or this is what I, you know, charge or this is how I do it or this is how I have this procedure is so helpful because you're not trying to reinvent the freaking wheel. Like, oh, I have a base to go off of, which is Mm -hmm. great because so many things that we're doing don't have other things we can reference. Like, yeah, we can look at salons. We can look at tattoo shops. We can look at, you know, massage parlors and stuff like that and go, okay, we're all in the same similar industry, but they're drastically different. And so getting other henna artists uh, perspective is innumerable (laughs) value. Love that. Mm. Well, I love I've been that. in other business groups. I've been in business groups that I've paid for, which were great, but they were for brick and mortars, open doors. Mm. Like, and yeah, sure, I've got a brick and mortar, but it's not like I provide the same amount of service as somebody who does furniture or somebody who does, you know, clothing or sure, there's stuff we can take away from all of that. But I needed help specifically with henna and cheese. <laughs> Looked for it for a long time till I ended up here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, obviously I'm glad that you found it. I'm glad that you came oh, along. Like it, me too. The Yeah. Like it's, it, <laughs> gosh, it's been, it's been an incredible, it's been an incredible year. I, okay. I, I, I want it. Cause I, I know we're a little bit over. Do you have time? Yeah. Are we? Okay. I'm good. Cause I have so many, I have so many questions and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to cut this. I don't want to cut this short. I'm loving hearing from you. I'm like, this is so insightful. Plus I get to hang out with you and that makes me just happy period. So, okay. So I have to, like, I want to ask what for you is like the most surprising thing inside of the, like what surprised you the most once you got in or through the, through this journey, through the, over these past 12 months? Honestly, I don't know if it's a specific module necessarily. I think 
number one is probably just the excitement that just like continued to roll through the entire program. Um, whether it was figuring out, you know, what I wanted to name my business or coming up with a new logo. And then once that was done, it was just like excitement for everything because I knew exactly what I had. And then it was just laid out like, oh, okay, we're going to do a website. Well, I've been brainstorming that. So how do I take, you know, this and make it what I want it to and sit and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it. Um, and so, I mean, that was, that was pretty surprising, I guess, was the website module. Um, mostly because obviously, I mean, you're, you're not starting from scratch, but Mm -hmm. you are starting from level one and knowing kind of what is it that you want to make happen and, um, just figuring out how to make that happen or the bio, I think kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I think I remember you and a couple other girls literally saying you have actual accolades. Yeah. You're not putting into it. I mean, yeah. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Why are we not owning our greatness? Right. <laughs> because it was terrifying. It was like, can I toot my own horn? Like, should I, do I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and you were like, no, I can do it. Like, do it. Yes. People need to know that, yeah, this is a thing you actually do. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You you got people's choice in a fine art competition with Hannah? Hmm. Hasn't happened since, but it happened once. They don't even like to let us in, okay? Like, <laughs> like they don't even like to see us there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, that personal bio alone has helped script so much. Um, and even if I'm just taking snippets out of it or reworking it, um, because I mean, think about like now we're in January, all of us are starting to apply for shows mm-hmm. and I don't have to try and think up a bio every single time for myself. All I have to be is like, Oh, what's the word count? <laughs> Do I need to rework that a little bit so that it fits? I can just copy, paste, copy, paste. I don't have to be like, what did I say on the last one? Shit. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And it's good. And it's highlighting. Yeah, it's it's highlighting what they they should know. They need to know. Mm -hmm. Not like freaking winging it. Like, I I enjoy this and I hope that you'll let me in. Like, (laughs) I've been doing this for so long and I've been doing this and I've been doing this. Yeah. (laughs) Like what sticks, you know? And. But instead, we have something that, okay, we started it, thrown at the group, and then you get other opinions from other people. And then you rework it again. And maybe again. And I, honestly, I have a long version and I have a short version. I've got mm-hmm. you know the actual full paragraph. And then I have a, this is a 300 characters or less for shows. Yes. <laughs> because yes. it gets that important chunk of information out. And I can look back at it and go, oh. That's right. I did that shit. I am that person. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I feel like sometimes like that's sometimes that's really like half the battle. It's just Mm -hmm. the reminder, like, yo, that's me. Yeah. Yo, yo, I did that. Like (laughs) and but but so often we because we're we, you know, our heads are down and we're in it. It's like we just kind of push it to the side and we forget. So to have that reminder and to have it like not only present, but uh, 
you, I think that was interesting when you write your, when you write your bio and it's such a simple exercise, right? But it's something that it takes so many people so long because once you have it, you put it on paper. It's like, I have to embody that. Not, yep. but not only do I have to embody that, I actually already did. Like I've already embodied that. So how do I show up in that with that energy moving forward? How can I make this even better? Yeah. And I, for me, I like, I, I think it's so, it is so empowering, but you also have to speak it first, right? To your mm-hmm. point also earlier, you have yeah. to speak it first. You have to acknowledge it. And how often do we make the space for us to acknowledge our greatness on a daily Never. basis? <laughs> exactly. Very rarely. Rarely. Because the only time I think I ever acknowledge is I'm like, oh, sweet. Look at all the views I got on my reel. And then it's like, okay, but now how do I do Scroll. that? Again? Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what for you was like, what has been, what has been your favorite part of the program? Cause like, there's so many, you know, between the, the actual coursework and then there's the coaching and there's the different types of coaching. And there's like, what for you was the, was like the most valuable or your favorite just to attend or to engage? I think attending wise, I think was probably our business calls just because that doesn't surprise me from you. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one, I enjoy listening. Clearly <laughs> making faces in the background. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Every call I'm like, what does that mean? And no, that, that unmute. Unmute. What does that mean? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is I typically do it from my computer, so I don't see everybody. I just see you. And so sometimes I don't realize that I'm in the background, like doing this, like <laughs> you know, just making weird faces or like snapping in the background, like yeah, <laughs> you know? because I want to celebrate other people's accomplishments. And I want to listen in on and and figure out like, oh, is that something I need to be considering or Mm -hmm. something that I can maybe chime in with or I can ask my own shit? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. What for you was, one, what was your biggest success? Like, what do you feel has been your biggest success? It could be personal. It could be professional. It could be both. It's whatever. Uh, What has been your biggest success over this past 12 months? I think professional obviously would just be all the transitions I've made. I mean, coming up with a name, the logo, and then literally opening a store. Small I mean, potatoes. I think, small potatoes. <laughs> Brunch. Like, um, like I, I have to remind myself like, hey, I did that. I did the thing. And not a small thing. I did a scary thing. Um, and I'm making it work. And... Yeah, it's terrifying and it's crazy. And then I had to do it in the middle of a plague mm-hmm. because I'm you know, crazy. So I think personally and professionally, I have to admit to myself that I did this really big thing and I made it work and I did it all at the same time as being, you know, either out of work or a single mom or like all of these things. Mm. And that's a big thing. And I have to acknowledge that. Um, otherwise, on the other hand, I mean, business wise, I don't know. There's just, there's so much I'm proud about my business. I, I just, because I think I've really niched down and, and I know that my artwork's gotten better. Like, I mean, had you told me five years ago, like, Hey, you're going to, you know, specialize in florals and realism and, you know, just do these massive two hour pieces. I'd be like, Pfft good one (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like that's the hallmark sign of exactly what we're going to do is when we're like, ah, nah. <laughs> yeah, no. Or, or that I'd be teaching other artists how to do what I do. I, I <laughs> that would have made me cry. <laughs> no, I'm not going to teach this to a hundred people. No. And, but I am, and I have been, and I've done that. And, and my artwork's gotten better because of it. And I am really proud of where my artwork is. Now, are there times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to draw anything, or I stare at my arm for like three hours because I have to, you know, make it as good as what I did before? Hmm. Yeah, sometimes I put that pressure on myself. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't be proud of, I think some of the best work I've done has been in the last year. Like, period, oh. hands down. Which is probably how it should be. Because um, then we, we know we're keep growing. Correct. Um, but truly, there's not a lot in my life that I'm like, fuck yeah, I did that. And this year there has been. And so I'm acknowledging that, I'm understanding it, and my art's growing. I need so, confetti poppers. <laughs> that's what I need. Like, that's what I need for this. Like, I need a confetti popper. Like, someone bring a bottle or something. Like, we got... <laughs> Yes, that, oh my God. Yeah, I'm like, that, it, it makes my, my, my heart so warm to hear it. It's like, <sighs> to own that, to see it, to own it, to acknowledge it, to, oh my God. Oh it my feels God. good. It feels, it feels good to good. hear it and see it on you. Yeah, yes. I'm like, I, I love, I'm, I love that it feels good for you. And I'm, yeah. for me, I'm like, it feels good for me. Like to see it, I'm like, it's, it's everything. It's everything. I think, you know, when oftentimes when, when people come in, it's like, there's this, um, there's doubt, you know, there's doubt and there's, uh, you know, there's hesitation. And I always, it's so funny because you, I mean, y'all don't, know that I don't even know that I've ever shared this before openly but like whenever I have someone come in I always sit with this intention with them right like in my in my private space I sit with this intention with them and I always say to the universe duo I will hold what needs to be held until they're willing and able to hold it for themselves yeah I will hold it until they're like and so I'm like hearing this from like she's holding it like she's holding it, like she's holding her, 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 her brilliance and she's holding her, her accomplishments and she's holding it. And it is so beautiful. Um, oh God, I got a lump in my throat. <laughs> I, I'm like, I gotta not do that right now. We're not going to do that right now. <laughs> um, okay. Um, obviously I want to know also next question, right? Also, I want to know, would you, is this a program that you would recommend to a friend, oh, heck another yeah. colleague, other head artist? Yeah, I mean, heck yeah. I mean, it took me all of what five minutes talking to you the first time before I was like, yeah, okay, I'm down. (laughs) Um, Yeah, absolutely. Especially to people who are new into the industry or don't feel super confident in what is the next step for them. Mm -hmm. I think it's great for people at entry level and kind of medium level. There are certain things that I think for somebody who has been in the industry for so many years, who has done, you know, has the website, has the tax, has the INs, has all that already settled contracts, stuff like that. I think it would be a little bit harder for them to maybe take a bigger financial leap 
I don't think that they wouldn't get anything out of it by any means. I, I think that it's a great way at the very least to say, okay, how can, do I need to rebrand? Is it time to look at my website? Is it time to do this? Is it time to raise my prices? Yeah. Which is terrifying. The, the elephant in the room. Exactly. <laughs> Newsflash, when you come and work with me, I'm going to make you raise your prices. Probably multiple mm-hmm. times. <laughs> I've done it twice this summer alone, and I'm really excited to see what this next summer does and how my numbers are after I've raised them twice. Yes. I'm ex- now, should I probably still raise my prices on like my boutique? We'll get there. <laughs> I, we'll get there. Um, <gasps> and I've had other artists who were like, girl, let's talk about this. I'm like, mm, yeah, this must happen. <laughs> But it took me 14 years to raise them for the first time. Mm. And then another three months to do it the second. <laughs> Listen, I'm like, so what's another three weeks? We just raised it again. Like, I mean, come on. Like. <laughs> it's not a bad move. Hello. Oh, my gosh. But I think for people who are just starting out, have only been it for a couple of years, or really want to make a big change in their business... And not just be like, I'm an occasional henna artist, or this is my hobby, and who really want to buckle out down and do the work. Like, that's the essential thing is you don't want to have this essentially be an expensive paperweight. Oh, like, you've got to be willing to do the work. Please repeat that. Please repeat that. Like, (laughs) please repeat that. (laughs) Right. You have to do the work. You do not want it to be an expensive paperweight. Somebody! (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, but doing the work enables you to go forward and, and there's so much you can do with it. Dude, did I have to order, open a brick and mortar? No. I mean, I could be using this to teach online classes, which I probably should. I could be doing this to, you know, implement so much more or just do private parties or, or just do business events. I mean, it's not, one revenue stream, all of your eggs aren't in one basket. You're, you know, diverse, diverse, ah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Diversifying. Diversifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Diversifying your business and your revenue so much that, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. You just have to do the work. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I do think it's good for anybody at any stage. And some people are going to take more, some people are going to take less, but it doesn't make the content less valuable. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Final, final question. Okay. Is there anything that you want me to know? Is there anything that you want me to know about your experience inside, about your journey during this time, about anything, literally anything? Like, floor is yours. No, I mean, I think, honestly, I had such a good experience with the program. I mean, there were times when I was really nervous during the first couple months to come in and jump on those business calls, or I felt like, oh, my God, I'm just taking up all the time. Um, Or, you know, I'm the only one asking questions. Or like, oh, nobody's going to raise their hand? I have a question. Yes, it's me again. Uh, (laughs) But... I took so much out of the program and I know I said it earlier and I'm going to say it again. I don't think truly I would have a brick and mortar without this program. I don't, 
I think that I learned to pivot so much and it gave me such a drive to rebrand, rename, and just think bigger than what I should, could, thought that I would do. And it's happening. I mean, and I, I truly, yeah, I don't think it would have happened without the spark. And maybe it would have five years down the road. <laughs> but it didn't. It, it took me, what, six months? June. June is when I signed. And I started yeah. January. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's a terrifying timeline. <laughs> that's, it's a, it's an accelerated timeline. I'm like, it's, it is. this is what, <laughs> for the accelerator. <laughs> I'm telling these people, I'm trying to tell them, listen, <laughs> like the crazy woman on the streets. I wasn't even done with my business plan when I signed that brick and mortar because I wasn't through all the modules. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for it. I'll get there. We're going to do it. Listen. Looking back now, I'm like, I I was gutsy. Yeah, you were. No, but you have to be that way, though. You have to be that way, right? Because we don't have crystal balls. We don't have a crystal ball. All you have is your action and your intent. That's it. And I like, oh my gosh. And oh, now I'll start preaching. I'm going to reel it in. (laughs) <laughs> I, I like, there's this, there's this, uh, it really, it comes down to mindset, but it's like, there's this belief that like, you have to have everything right. And you have to have the ducks in a, in a row and you must have a, B, C, and don't get me wrong. There's tons of value in having a solid foundation, which is why I require some of the things that I require <laughs> prior to getting you, you know what I mean? Like I want you yeah. to have a solid foundation, absolutely. but slash, and the other part of that equation is you have to be willing to do it. You have to be willing to step out of it and be uncomfortable and to grow and to like expand. And oh my gosh. It's, it's, I think it was um, Steve Harvey who said mm. like, you have to jump and your parachute's not going to open right away, but it will. You just have mm-hmm. to have faith, but you have to first make the jump. I never heard him say that. I'm like, Steve Harvey's been oh, listening to my coaching calls. I'm like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole video about keeping faith and taking a jump. And how it's not going to work for you right away. Mm-hmm. It's not. You're going to probably hit some rocks. You're going to get some bruises. But your parachute will open. You just have to do the work, make the jump, and keep faith. Mm-hmm. And that's real. Fabulous. Yes. Yes. And that's, listen, and that's real. That is real. You have to, you have to be willing to jump and it's imperfect action is always going to be, be better than perfect procrastination. Ooh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. So girl, that's why I'm like continually giving you your flowers for that. Because I'm like, you have, you, yeah, I'm like you did the, you did the work, you had the intent, you knew where you were going and you went for it. And, and now you get to reap the success. Now you get to reap the rewards of that. And it's, and it's, it's unfurling in front of you. You know, it's not even like, oh, I had to wait, I had to wait six years in order for to, to start to see it. It's like, no, you're seeing it now. You're seeing it already. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. All right. Hennepreneurs, what did you think? Did you love that? Oh, I loved it so much. I want to share with you um, that I really am so incredibly proud of the work that she has done for her business um, when she came into the program, during the length of the time she was within the program, and even after her graduation 
I've seen how she um, continues to show up for her business and how she's doing new things. And I'm just really incredibly proud of her um, and the work that she's put in. So if you are a member of the Hennapreneur community, I'm going to uh, invite you to give her a little bit of like, give her her flowers, as they say, right? Give her a little bit of some cheer. Let her know um, what was your favorite takeaway from her story, um, how she perhaps has inspired you even. And as you are on your own journey to grow your business. And uh, yeah, because you know what? This is the thing. Whenever uh, one of the entrepreneurs comes here onto this platform and shares about their experience, they are also opening themselves up, right? And being very uh, vulnerable um, in sharing what it is to go behind the scenes of their business. So I'd love it if you would be so kind as to express your gratitude to her um, there inside the Hennapreneur community. I'll have a post up for us, okay? And if you're ready to get to work with me too, let's do the dang thing. You can sign up for the business bootcamp, or if you are interested in jumping right into the accelerator, send me a message. I'd love to chat with you and hear about what's going on in your business. And if we feel like it's a great fit, I'd be more than happy to bring you in. It's my job to support you. And I love, love, love (laughs) seeing entrepreneurs come into these programs, work towards securing their big audacious goals, and then you know, going back out into the world with these businesses that just bring them the pride, the joy, and the sense of accomplishment that they desired and that they deserve, right? So if that's you, feel free. You're welcome to reach out at any time. All right. I am looking forward to connecting with you next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennapreneur podcast. And I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennapreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennapreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as well as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you'd take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennapreneur community, pop over to hennapreneur.com. I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals, one henna design at a time.